0: Texas and Governor Greg Abbott put in place a new law that makes illegal immigration illegal in the state of Texas. And the left's losing their mind. Joe Biden, in a bit of lucidity that we don't often see, doubles down on Colorado's decision to remove President Trump from the ballot there in their primary. The lieutenant governor of California doubles down saying California should do the same thing. Lieutenant Governor Ken Paxton of Texas says, well, if you can do it, so can we. Pandora's box is open. Plus, we list our favorite Christmas movies and songs ahead of the big day today on the Palmetto Family Matters show. And with that, we welcome you in. It's the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Mitch Prosser back with us. Justin Hall here with you. It is Thursday, December 21st, the year of our Lord, 2023.
1: Happy winter. Uh, Yes, happy winter and the shortest day of the year, which means tomorrow my life starts getting better. See, here's
0: the thing. Shorter days and getting darker earlier is what makes Christmas part of it. Yeah. It, it gets dark. It, yeah. I understand seasonal affective disorder, the sads. Yeah. I get it. But again, shortest day of the year and starting tomorrow, every day gets a little bit longer yes. until June 21st and the height of summer, which is really hard to believe because I'm in a bit of a jacket and it's cold outside. Yeah, you, you look you look Christmas. Uh, thank you. Know. Thank you. Festive. Because I can't wear this on Christmas because it'll be 60. Today's show is brought to you by I Believe SC. I Believe SC.net. Visit them today. You can proclaim the message of the gospel and that you believe in it when you traverse our roads. And hey, every time you hit one of those bumps, it'll bounce with you. I Believe SC. Pretty cool license net.
1: plates. Go get one at the DMV today.
0: Thank them for their participation and their support of the program. Texas, back in the news imagine, on the immigration front. This is from out. Fox News. I don't have the Fox News breaking news alert. Which their breaking news alert is now we're starting a new show. Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a new law on Monday giving police in Texas the authority to arrest migrants who cross the border illegally. Once in custody, migrants could either agree to a Texas judge's order to leave the U.S. or be prosecuted on misdemeanor charges of illegal entry. Migrants who don't comply could face arrest again under more serious felony charges. Now, immigration is a federal issue, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, that could pose a problem when it comes to a court battle, which is coming. Um, Texas has bused more than 65,000 migrants to cities across America, and they have installed razor wire along the banks of the Rio Grande. And the law is likely to face legal challenges as immigration enforcement is a federal responsibility. Opponents, meanwhile, have called the measure the most dramatic attempt by a state to police immigration since the 2010 Arizona law denounced by critics as the show-me-your-papers bill. That was largely struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court had a much different makeup in 2010 than it does right now. 30 former U.S. immigration judges who served under both Republican and Democratic administrations signed a letter this month condemning the measure as unconstitutional. Mexico, for its part, has also rebuked the measure. Under bilateral and international agreement, Mexico is required to accept deportations of its citizens, but not those of other countries. Under the Texas law, migrants ordered to leave would be sent to ports of entry along the border with Mexico, even if they aren't Mexican citizens. Well, I have something to say about that. That's happening in reverse right now. (coughs) The Biden administration is not addressing the problem at the border. Imagine that. Thousands upon thousands of people are entering in every single day. Uh, Ted Lute. Yesterday, Congressman Ted Lieu, headlines about the border, border at breaking point, more than 76,000 unauthorized migrants across in a month. New migrant caravans of 2,500 sets out for U.S. The date of these, 2019. Did MAGA Republicans blame Trump? No, because Republicans aren't interested in real solutions. Bill Malusian of Fox News makes the point that this isn't the mic drop the congressman thinks it is because if 76,000 in one month was a breaking point as described by the New York Times in 2019, I can't wait to see what they write about this December we're in right now. As we are currently on pace to hit 300,000 migrants, unauthorized, crossing into the United States in the month of December. 300,000 in a month. We hit 269,000 in a month in September. There's no problem though, right? Is So the question becomes, I, I, I guess my main concern is, is this law constitutional?
1: I don't know. Yeah, well, the courts will decide. The courts will decide. I guess we can trust every Supreme Court in the land. Uh-huh. <clears throat> More on that in just a minute. Yep. In the meantime, I think it is important for us to understand that Texas is, uh, Texas is a border state. They have the longest— We're all so- border states now. But. Yeah, and they have, the, they have the longest of all the southern border states. Um, it, it's, it's very important for us to protect our sovereign borders. One of the things that we know, historically speaking, is when a nation gives up or surrenders its sovereign borders, then that is the, the catalyst for that nation ceasing to exist as a sovereign nation— and, and, I mean, the Roman Empire, same thing. Uh, the the Greeks, same thing. Uh, we can just walk through history and see where when a nation surrenders the border uh, and and says you are either in our country or not in our country, and you are a citizen or not a citizen. And listen, we have a pathway to legal citizenship in this country. Sure. And I think it's unfair, as we've said on this show so many times, it is unfair to those who have done it the right and legal way. It is unfair to them to say, "Oh, you stood in line, you did your part, you became a legal citizen of our nation." Who cares? We're gonna let three hundred thousand people in right. in December of twenty twenty-three. Merry Christmas! Right? No.
0: Give no. them a phone. Yeah. Give them a medical uh, insurance coverage plan. Who's paying for that?
1: We are. We Ta- all are. The American taxpayer. Well, um, unless of course money grows on trees or at the Fed.
0: So, Corinne Jean Pierre was asked about this the other day in the press briefing room. Uh, here is what Corinne Jean Pierre and therefore the Biden administration had to say about the new law that will take place in Texas.
1: Uh, question on the new uh, uh, immigration law in Texas. Uh, do, I have any, do I have any thoughts on that law? And uh, I appreciate some litigation that's starting over the law as
2: well. Uh, So, um, look, this is an extreme law that will not and does not uh, make the communities in Texas safer. It just doesn't. And I think to add to that is that uh, it is very much in line with what Republicans, uh, many Republicans uh, like to do or tend to do, which is demonize uh, immigrants and also uh, dehumanize immigrants. This is part of this. And so, uh, this is not who we are as a country. This is not who we should be as a country. Uh, communities should not should not be uh, individually uh, targeted and put into, into harm's way. And this is what we're seeing. Uh, again, you know. This is something that Governor Abbott has done over and over again. There are pl- plenty of examples that I've listed out from here before. Whether it's le- whether it's leaving migrants in the side of the road in the middle of winter, uh, installed razor razor uh, razor wire near the border, making it more dangerous for Border Patrol to do th- their jobs, and placed bayous in the in the river, making it harder for Border Patrol to do their jobs as well. So this is certainly um, uh, extreme as we see it and it is incredibly unfortunate but this is what we see from particular republicans trying to dehumanize a group of people who are coming here or some of them trying to uh migrate here uh and and they're putting them in harm's way they're putting them in harm's way way.
0: who's being put in harm's way the illegal immigrant. by the way uh, we aren't even talking about the national security threat here which is we have people on the terror watch it, yeah. list who are crossing into the country un, undeterred. The Godaways, Corinne. First of all, can't pronounce the word demonize. We have some of the smartest people running this country, as She's we evidenced as we evidenced yesterday with Kamala. This is the most election of our lifetime. This is the. M- <laughs> it's the most election of our lifetime, Mitch. Yes. Yes. Um, Agreed. And you can't be limited based on someone else's limited, limited limit limited burden, view of you the change of the past yeah, unburdening
1: us unbur- whatever
0: pushing forward to what can be unburdened by, by the, what has been yeah Ooh. so kjp mm, i'm going to write that on a christmas card <laughs> kjp says that this is demonizing and dehumanizing people i'm i forgive me just real quick help me out if someone breaks the law let's say someone drives under the influence of alcohol and you arrest them, are they dehumanized? No, they're not. I'll fill that in for you. They are not. If they are arrested for driving under the influence of alcohol, they are not dehumanized. They are paying a penalty for their actions, which are illegal. Not all of these people are fleeing uh, situations of great economic peril or war-torn countries because, I don't know, if the United States suddenly was under attack and God help me if I had to flee to Canada, I wouldn't go alone and leave my wife and soon-to-be-newborn child back in the United States. I would take them with me. Because uh, under under definition, I am a fighting-age male. (coughs) That's all that's pouring into this country right now. For the most part, they're a family, sure. But this is not a widespread... These people are fleeing war-torn countries that need help. In fact, the number of, and I'm just going to say it, the number of Chinese immigrants entering at the border is pretty, pretty astounding, as is the number of Middle Eastern migrants pouring in through the southern border. We have other ports of entry. Mm-hmm. We literally have them on both coasts and from the north. Why is it the southern border? And and Greg Abbott's the problem because he put up barbed wire and razor wire and put things in the in the in the river. Well, they're doing something that's illegal, madam, but you don't care because these are all you're hoping they're all voters
1: for your side. Well, and and it goes to it's the great replacement theology. I'm yeah, sorry. and and here we go again with some of the same old illustrations we've given. It feels like it's old hat until we get this right. Yep. Um. You know, somebody's yard in their yard, that's their yard. There's a fence for a reason. If if my dog somehow gets out of my yard, that's my responsibility. If it gets in somebody else's yard, that's my responsibility because you didn't have to claim the excrement. It's my dog. Right. Um it, the the issue we have is these people live in I mean the White House and it, as it should be, well, it has a fence around it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not anybody <laughs> not just anybody's allowed in I mean long gone are the days of Abraham Lincoln answering the door
0: well well uh, I mean as long as you got some cocaine you're good well
1: okay um, not just anybody gets into the White House there's a reason their yeah the offenses, scene in
0: Lincoln the scene in Lincoln where he's like answering the yeah. door with specific civilians coming in to state their yeah
1: what gone to the days of Thomas Jefferson or Andrew Jackson and the giant wheel of cheese, where everybody just come in with a pocket knife and whittle off some cheese? Uh, there's a fence, there's a gate, there's walls around homes sure. for a reason. Sure, sovereignty. This is mine. Imagine, That's yours. This is mine.
0: Imagine there's no countries. Ooh. All right. So yesterday,
1: no, it is not oh,
0: communist manifesto in a song. Yesterday, you weren't here. Oh. We discussed the groundbreaking, unprecedented move <laughs> by the Colorado Supreme Court. I think the word fits here. Are they brave? To remove— no, they no, no, heroes? Yeah, I, no, They're heroes to some. To remove President Trump, the leader of the opposition, from the ballot in, in short order in their primary coming up. Is this a banana republic? Pretty much is. President Joe Biden yeah. was disembarking from a plane— And the press gaggle asked him a question. He was lucid. Here's what the president had to say when asked about this situation in Colorado.
2: I think so certainly they're self-evident.
1: You saw it all. I whether the 14th Amendment applies or let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. And no question about
0: it. None. Zero. And uh, he seems to be doubling down on about everything. Except your Justice Department and Jack
1: Smith haven't charged him with that. I, when I read this article... Or or read one of the articles, uh, and read the Supreme Court Colorado's decision, and then went back and read the Fourteenth Amendment. I have a question, and maybe you can answer answer it. Is it possible that they started using the word insurrection on and directly after January the sixth on purpose? Yes. For this reason? Yes. Specifically for the Fourteenth Amendment? Yes. Okay. Yes. It is certainly possible.
0: Because what happened was not an insurrection. The people going into the Capitol, I do not believe, intended to overturn the government. No. And... and It would probably help if they brought weapons. Well... Yes. According to the president, your guns ain't going to do anything against my F-16. But still, they probably should have brought more weaponry if they planned to overthrow the government in an F-15s insurrection.
1: And, uh... Just my thing. Uh, And and listen, rhetoric, tone, words matter. And going back to KJP's point a minute ago about dehumanizing. Sometimes the words we say have consequences. Did anything, and uh, man, I'm going to get hot water here. Did anything that the president say on January the 6th create or start an insurrection? In short order, no. Right. Did anything. Was there anything that he said, or anyone in the crowd, or anyone else at that rally said that would have been taken as a flashpoint? Possibly. Did he did he choke a limousine driver? Uh, I don't did he throw remember. ketchup at the wall. Yeah, I I think so much of this has been made up, exaggerated, whatever you want to say. I think it's important for us to understand that words have consequences. And what we say matters, what the president of the United States, whether he wears a red hat or takes a lot of naps, it matters. So when we start throwing out the word insurrection, that word is extremely important. I mean, it's tantamount to treason. And that's a high bar to set intentionally by our framers who wrote the Constitution so,
0: well, it gets it gets a little worse, and we knew Colorado wouldn't be the last. Yeah, here we go with this
1: tit-for-tat game.
0: Lieutenant Governor of the state of California, Eleni Kunalakis, uh, based on the Supreme Court ruling in Anderson v. Griswold, I urge you to explore every legal option to remove President Donald Trump from California's 2024 presidential primary ballot. California must stand on the right side of history. California is obligated to determine if Trump is ineligible for the California ballot for the same reasons described in Anderson. The Colorado decision can be the basis for a similar decision here in our state. Final line. The Constitution is clear. You must be 40 years old and not be an insurrectionist. Wrong on one count, you have to be 35 yeah, to be president.
1: So they don't know what they're talking about. No. Uh, let me ask you this. When we're talking about the Colorado decision, is that for the GOP primary or is that for the general election in November?
2: Well,
1: or if we take
0: him off the prim- yes. if we take him off the primary ballot, then he cannot gain delegates. Therefore,
1: yes and no, because those delegates, could, delegates, delegates, delegates could pledge at the convention for him, irrespective of their what their state. We are certain states have free delegates. We are pushing for
0: if you do that. We take him off the ballot in the general. Yeah. What happens then in write-in? You can't count the write-in according to the Colorado according to the Colorado ruling. If it is upheld, and I don't believe it will be. If the Colorado ruling is upheld, they can't even count the 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 secretary of state cannot count write-in votes for Donald Trump. He's off the ballot. I, I, you you know, cannot vote for him. I th- I think this is ultimately and that's
1: saving democracy, Mitchell. Here, here. Um, <laughs> toast to that. Yeah. Uh, what kind of democracy? Uh, and by the way, uh, we're not a democracy. No, uh, demo. Can't save something you want. People rule. No, republic. Republic. Um, th- I. There's no way this is upheld by uh, federal court. There's no way it can't. And if it is, yikes. Um, more on this as it it continues to develop. But what I do find interesting is like uh like you said the l g in um Texas mm-hmm. and other states have said well yeah if if you take Trump off the ballot in those states, we're taking biden off the uh we're taking biden off the ballot in our state yeah so because he's he's ruining the border here here we go.
0: So, those are just some quick headline news stories that you need to be made aware of. Obviously, this is our last show before we take a few days for the Christmas holiday. Um, Holiday is Holy Day Christmas, only one we celebrate. So, we thought we'd have a little fun, but first, this is new. The Alliance for Consumers. Christmas time is here again, but if you want to spread cheer like Clark Griswold, it could cost you a lot more depending on the state you're in. Electric bills? Clark Griswold, famous line: Two hundred and fifty strands of lights, one hundred individual bulbs per strand, for a grand total of twenty-five thousand imported Italian Twinkle lights. If you're in Hawaii, that's going to cost you one thousand nine hundred thirty dollars and sixty-eight cents for the month. If you're in California, thirteen ninety-four. Connecticut, thirteen sixty. Massachusetts, thirteen oh two. Rhode Island, thirteen oh two. In Tennessee, five hundred fifty-one. Utah, five hundred fifty-one. Idaho, five hundred forty-nine. Louisiana 529 in the state of Washington 529 for the bottom the bottom line the five least expensive places to have that same setup Washington Louisiana Idaho Utah Tennessee the five most expensive Hawaii California Connecticut Massachusetts Rhode Island
1: if you want to come here from California if you want to come to South Carolina from California Hawaii Connecticut or any of those other states where your light bill is going to be extremely high come on We'd love to have you. Welcome home. Just remember why you came. When you get here, remember why you came. Correct. It's extremely important for people to understand that if they continue to do the same thing over and over again while expecting different results, it's called insanity. And at Palmetto Family, here's the state of South Carolina, our goal is to quite literally stop the insanity on so many different fronts.
0: But it's Christmas insanity, for the next several days. It's December 21st, so
1: math. Is 22, 23, world? 24,
0: 25. We are four days away from
1: Christmas. You don't have an advent calendar? To, uh, advent calendar are your did heart, see, man.
0: I did see something in World Market the other day <laughs> that um, was an advent cheese calendar. Ooh. And, in, and then there was an advent cal- uh, cracker calendar for, like, crackers. Uh, careful. And then there was one for chocolate. Um, and then there was one for wine. I didn't pick that one if up. If you have to put your advent
1: calendar in the fridge.
0: What about what about your wine advent? I, I'm out. I mean, you get plastered by the 15th, right?
1: <laughs> this it's is like a great Christmas. Many bottles
0: of wine, but still. It's so weird. Um, so a lot of options, but we're four days away from Christmas. You've got a couple Christmas. more days to get your Christmas shopping done. I would encourage you to have that done before Saturday. If you haven't done, done you your, your Christmas
1: shopping, God bless you. If
0: you haven't done your Christmas shopping, men, get on it. That I'm just saying, all right? So what we decided to do on our last show of the the year before Christmas is to list our top five Christmas movies and top five Christmas songs. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing.
0: There are a lot of movies that probably deserve to be in the top five for me. They're not going to make it. I'll give you one or two that are just on the outside looking in. Same for the songs. When it comes to the songs, I could just list Christmas hymns. I'm not going to do that, all right? But I'll give you some honorable mentions there as well. So let's do this,
1: and I'll give you, you a putting second. putting me on the spot? Yeah, I'll give you a second. Okay. What is your least um, least favorite Christmas movie? Like, least the worst Christmas. Christmas
0: movie out there. Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Um... Probably Polar Express. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm quite in it. I'm with
1: you on that one. It's so long and drawn out, and it's weird.
0: I'm I'm not quite with it on Polar Express. We just tried to watch it the other night, and I, I got thirty minutes in.
1: And Christmas hymn or Christmas song, like least, church least favorite. Yeah, church song. I've least
0: got least favorite. I've church got song. one. That, not a, I like Silent Night.
1: That's it for me.
0: It, it wasn't a Silent Night. It might be We Three Kings.
1: We three kings. It might be that one. Yeah, no. O Tannenbaum is not a hard pass. Have you ever sung that in church? No. Yeah, no.
0: Anyway. Yeah. So those are our least favorites. Here, here are my here are my top five Christmas songs in no particular order. Um, couple of secular ones on here, uh, and and one uh, Christmassy one. Christmas all over again. Tom Petty, Heartbreakers, Ooh. Ooh. very good song. It's a classic Tom Petty sound. Yeah, worth your time. Um, Wizards in Winter, Trans Siberian Orchestra. Man, you are
1: like out there. I it like is.
0: It. it is now again. My wife is probably gonna watch and listen to this and go, bro. You never listen to these songs. They're really good though, and I really <laughs> like them. If they come on, if these come on, I'm not changing it. Right. Um. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, if you've never gone to see the show, they were just here in Columbia. I went and saw them a couple years ago. One of the best concerts I've ever been a part of. Christmas Christmas music, orchestra music, and lasers. It was great. Um, oh, Holy Night by mm-hmm. The Temptations. Yeah,
1: you, you got to name the artist. It's a the good one. Temptations. Um,
0: good. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Dean Martin. Yeah, yeah. Swanky. Christmassy little jazz. Big, giant bow tie. Yeah. And probably liquored up all of it. Great. Which we don't encourage. I don't encourage that, but it was Dean Martin. You gotta deal with it. And then one of my favorites right now uh, is by Bing Crosby. No, it's not White Christmas. No, it's not Adeste Fideles. No, no, my friends. It's 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 not even uh Christmas in Killarney. No, it is <laughs> Melikaliki Maka. Oh, I love America that song. It America. identifies with South Carolina so well because typically it's never cold here. Mm-hmm. So those are those are those are up there. Uh, White Christmas, of course, honorable mention for that one. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Great one. Uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Fantastic song as well. Um, any any Christmas hymn I'm How about down Jose with. Feliciano? Feliz Navidad. No, I'm no, over that one no. now. I
1: can't do that We'd, one anymore. One year for one of our Christmas banquets at church, we did it. Uh, Mexican theme with the tacos and everything, and we just had Feliz Navidad on repeat the whole night. I would leave. Oh, was, I would leave third time through. It was rough. So,
0: Christmas songs. All right.
1: All right. So, and I'll put mine in rank order, um, and you have to have the artist, and for some of you listening, you're going to say, wow, those are, uh, help if I could get to the right thing here. <laughs> um, number five, Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy, David Bowie being Crosby. It's a good one. It's um, a good one. Some great. Classic mar- Bing. Yeah, Peace on. Alright. Anyway. Uh this is for someone you know putting it out there. How many kings down here? Um I love that song. It's a good song. Mark
0: Martell, the Christian version yeah. of Freddie Mercury. There you
1: go. Um This Christmas by Ben Rector. Had to put that out there for those of you that are Ben Rector fans. If you're not, go listen to him. You will be. He's um, a good artist. Um The Christmas Song. By Nat King Cole. And or Deep cut here, Michael Tate. Not Nat Michael King Tate Nat King Cole, but Michael Tate does it in a way that's very similar. Close second. And there's some others. Ben Rector does a good job with it, but it's not Nat King Cole. And then I heard the bells on Christmas Day, casting crowns, number one. Casting Crowns, I heard the bells. Okay. The history of that song. Uh yeah. Henry Rodsworth, Longfellow, it's a poem. Civil War. Yeah. Music added later. Amazing. amazing Christmas
0: song. movies. Christmas movies. Uh, I went first on the songs, so
1: all right. So are, we gonna, are, 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 we, we, are we do are we, this? I think we did this overlapping. Last uh, probably. A little bit on these? Probably.
0: So give your number five.
1: Number five. Home Alone. Dose. Lost in New Two. York. Uh, President the Trump helps him. Good. Yeah, the first one's good. A l- little myopic. Um, old man comes around. Uh, he comes around to the old man, and they go to church together. Pretty cool. The even, second one, even l- Kevin can make it to church. The uh, what's the yeah. What's the uh uh I'm trying to think of the Rube, Rube Goldberg um trap at the end, far more extravagant and elaborate in uh, number two than as opposed. Although if you've ever stepped on Legos like in number one, oof.
0: What about Christmas ornaments? My number five, Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah. Tim Allen. I've got a Tim Allen movie on here. It's uh I, I didn't actually watch it until I got married. That's usually the first. That's usually the first movie we watch. When he goes to get the Botox, and he yeah. can't feel my feet. Yeah, he, yeah it's, uh, it's usually the first movie we watch every Christmas. Yeah. It's it's a good one. And again, of course, daughter's coming home for Christmas yeah. and the whole deal. And then, the, but the older couple across the street, she's like di- dying with yeah. cancer. Yeah, oh, a very heartwarming ending. So Christmas with the Cranks. I'll give you my number four. Okay. My number four is a Christmas story. Most people in my family do not like this movie. Is she dry? I like this. I like this movie, but it's a little bit of nostalgia for me. Uh, my grand, my granddad would have it on yeah. starting late on Christmas Eve, yeah. and it would be on all day on Christmas Day. TBS
1: the twenty four hours, he would,
0: and they still yeah. do it. Yeah. And he would say, "Well, I don't. I'll watch the whole movie at least once, but then I'll catch it all the way right, through again, right. just throughout the times I peek in on it." Uh, Christmas Story. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's everybody, really everybody it's has got a, fragile on it. It's Italian for bowling alley. Yes, and everyone has a Scud Fargus in their life. Yes. Um, Yes. Number four for you. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas.
0: Classic. Classic. Yeah. yeah. About 25, 30 minutes, not yeah, long. Quick. Linus Linus brings the gospel. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's a, it's it's a good, one. good one. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, I love the way they come around to Charlie Brown in the end. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Number good. three. Number three. Uh, Tim Allen, the Santa Claus. Very good. The first the one. The first one. After that, man. second one, he's looking for a wife. Yep. Gets married. Third one, Jack Frost. Hard pass. The first one. Martin Short.
0: Martin Short as Jack Frost is pretty good, though. The
1: the scene at Denny's, we're out. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Number three for me, it's uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but it's the Jim Carrey version. Watched the Benedict Cumberbatch version with the niece and nephew the other day. Decent. I still prefer if I'm going to watch a cartoon version, an animated version, it's got to be the original for me. Uh, because the Who's don't even look like Who's in the new Benedict Cumberbatch version. Yeah. But the Jim Carrey version is phenomenal. It's so well done. They live in a snowflake. It is... Go watch the opening credits. They live in a snowflake. It's fantastic. Yeah. oh yeah. Um, Just like
1: the Who's in Whoville. Live classic. On, uh, or no, Horton here's a Who. They live right. on a... Um, on a flower. Yeah. Correct.
0: So, that How the Great still Christmas with the Jim Carrey version for me. Number two... Uh, I have It's a Wonderful Life, classic. Um, Jimmy Stewart, what do you want me to do? Tie our lasso around the moon, pull it down for you? It's it's just, that's, ah. that's the movie that's on on NBC what? every Christmas Eve. That's how I grew up watching it. I don't like it in color. I only need it in black uh, and white. Uh, is it in color? They have colorized what? it, and a lot of people like that. I'm Ugh. not against it, but I prefer it in black and white. Great Redemption I'm Story, they and it's a Christmas that.
1: classic. I don't think you could remake SNL it. SNL remade it. Hard pass. Um, they also... <laughs> never mind. Um, that's my number one. It's a Wonderful Life is my number one. Um, I, a lot of people are going to question my um, sanity when I tell you what my number two is. Okay. Um, it's, it's, in my mind, with Three Little Boys... Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a movie that, uh, brings laughter and joy. And the last 15 minutes of it's not great. It it just kind of loses its luster. Um, but listen, listen, buddy, the elf, what's your favorite color? Mm.
0: My buddy, hope you find your dad. Mm. The best way to spread Christmas cheer cheer is is singing loud for all all to hear. Yeah, Santa, Um, I know him. You're not the real Senate. what did you sing for me on my birthday last year?
1: <laughs> you smell like beef and cheese. Uh It's one Elf, of Will Ferrell's best movies. Elf, number two. That's that's number a good one. Two. And that's like one. I said, Wonderful Life number that's
0: one. A, you got it's Wonderful Life yeah, is number yeah, one. Yeah. Elf is a good one. Elf has become one of my favorites. For, for some of, of you, it's you're just it's just
1: out of my top. Questioning five. why that's number two. I,
0: it's know. also a safe, funny Christmas yeah, movie. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, like, there are some Christmas movies that go toward the crude humor a little bit. Like, yeah. my number one actually does that. You don't realize it until you watch it with a keen eye. Oh, um, yeah. But, again, also, there are, there is a Christmas movie that is glaringly missing from my list. Yeah, we can't. I only watch it on, on VidAngel. On Angel because that cuts out some significant portion. Hap, hap, happy Christmas. Yeah, it cuts out a lot of the problems. So I think you know which one I'm talking about. It's a Butte Clark. And so... <laughs> Cousin Eddie. Um, we cut that out. Real and, nice. And, and, and if it's on VidAngel, watch it for sure. My number one is Home Alone. Um, yes. The first one, the original yeah. one. I watched it as a kid every Christmas Eve, and I would only mm-hmm. watch it once, and I'd watch it on Christmas Eve. Um, Kevin McAllister... You know, I made my family disappear. Uh, it's it's a good one. It, it's it is a classic. I don't believe it fa- like Elf does fall off. At, spoiler for a two thousand and four movie, Elf does fall off when Santa's trapped in Central Park. Yeah, and then all the people say that's where it kind of falls. The apart Central little bit. Park Rangers. It kind of falls I, apart I, there. Yeah, absolutely, Home Alone doesn't. It really, it really you're, truly you're, doesn't. You're, you're building, you're building on, on action and comedy, even within the last scene. Yeah. I certainly feel Kevin! like him trying to escape across to his tree house. And that was a mistake. He should have known better. Yeah. But. Stay in the house. I love that the wet bandits thing comes all the way around because the house across the street was flooded. <laughs> um, and, and now they know every house See, they've I ever like visited. like the sticky
1: bandits better than um, the wet bandits.
0: It, at Home Alone, a classic. I will say this as, as we wrap up the show. Christmas is one of those great times. You know, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is about the food and about the football and hanging out. But Christmas Christmas is about the buildup and the activities to the day. But there is something about that day where you just don't do anything. Hmm. Christmas is one of those days where you're just able to just sit and relax. Kids, as a kid, you know, I'd get my presents, and then I'd be, I'd have them either built, broken, or video games mastered with, by the end of the
1: day. Playing with the giant cardboard box, right? By two you're, o'clock.
0: you're, you are, you know, you've spent your day doing that. And and as I've gotten older, it's one of those days that I love the fact that I can just slip on the bedroom shoes and stay in them all day. Um, and spend time with the family. Uh, it's, it's important that we remember that. The hustle and bustle this season, I felt like this Christmas yeah. has been busier than most. We're back off of that COVID-type swing yeah. where everything kind of died down. All the activities are back in full. It's been very busy for a lot of folks this year. And hopefully, with Christmas Eve being on a Sunday, hopefully your church has plenty of opportunities for yeah. you to get there on Sunday. And I, I've even seen one that's doing a, a Christmas morning thing on cool. at on 10 a.m., that. which is great. You do yeah. you. Um, if that's something you want to do, but I encourage you to take some time with the family, and remember the reason for the season. But also, take some time yeah, with the family.
1: Absolutely, um, man! Just how cool it is to think that we are we are celebrated in Jesus, obviously, but He came to Earth mm-hmm. to save us, yeah, and rescue us. How awesome that is! Not to make Christmas about us in any way, and the gospel is not about us but that he came to rescue us and redeem us to himself. God came in flesh. Emmanuel. Literally
0: literally stepped into the world he created.
1: I love and I love the, the word picture there of camping alongside of us. Emmanuel. Yeah. God is yeah.
0: with or us. And he tabernacled with yeah. us and now he tabernacles in us. It's yeah. just it's really cool. Uh, when when you when you sit and think and meditate. So when you're when you're at your Christmas Eve service and doing whatever you do, and you're singing the hymns yeah. that we didn't list here. Just meditate on those for a little bit. We hope each and every one of you have a very Merry Christmas. And even those of you who are saying, this Christmas, bah humbug, not a good one. Uh, we, we pray that the Lord would bring his peace yeah. and his, and his calm and his comfort and his joy and the hope of his second Advent. Uh, into your home and into your family this Christmas season. For Kevin Cayello, Mitch Prosser, our entire team at Palmetto Family, I'm Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of this This one. Week. The Palmetto Family Matters Show. Have a very
2: Merry Christmas.